Welcome to St. Peter's on the 19th Sunday after Pentecost. So who can be saved? Every one of us has a moment in our life. We come to it in different ways. Sometimes we come to it through an extraordinary event, a tragedy, maybe the death of a loved one, an event that is so earth-shattering to us that we just can't make sense of it. And we're left wondering what life is really about. Sometimes we come to it in a much more ordinary way. We get to a point in our lives where maybe we we're, have good relationships going. If we're married, we have a good partner, we have children, we have the house that we like and the cars that get us from place to place and a job that we enjoy. And we're able to take a breath and we look around and we think, is this it? Is this what life is all about? Is there anything else? And so no matter how we get to that point of asking that question, is this all that there is? And maybe that's not in a bad way of saying, is this all that it, there is? But we're just wondering, is there something more? And at that point, we become a seeker. And we're looking for answers maybe answers that we can never fully know, but we're looking for something more. And so for us, I'm preaching to the choir here, for us, we come to church, we, we come looking for God, and we wanna deepen our relationship because we believe that the something more comes from God. And this is exactly what the rich young man does in this story. He's not happy. Of course, we've all heard the Proverbs, oh, it's not money can't make you happy. We don't really believe that. We think, well, if I just had a little more, I would be happier. I don't know if we really believe that. But we've heard it, and we certainly have seen in the tabloids that are all over the place that people who have lots and lots and lots of money aren't necessarily happy. And so the rich young man finds Jesus, and he asks Jesus, what must I do to inherit an eternal life? And they have this exchange. Well, he's lived a righteous life. He's kept all the commandments, and that's one of the things we're asked to do in response to God's love for us. We're asked to live a righteous life. And then Jesus says the thing to him that makes our own blood run cold. Sell all you have and give it away. It's like, oh. <gasps> And I've spent time on the internet getting every justification as to why that doesn't apply to us. <laughs> and trust me when I tell you, there are plenty of data out there with preachers saying, well, you know, it doesn't really. But no, as my New Testament professor says, the text is the text. Jesus means this. He, it's a simple question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Sell everything you have and give it to the poor. Can't do it. He walks away grieving. So he asks Jesus, what can I do to change my life? Jesus tells him, and he turns around and walks away. So who can be saved? 
That's the question from the disciples. Who can be saved? And that's the part of the gospel that really hit me. Who can be saved? The spiritual life is about letting go. It's about letting go of our attachment to material things. It's about letting go of our desire for status. It's about letting go of our control that we feel that we need to have over our lives. It's about letting go and letting God. I have a lot of trouble doing that because I think I know better than God. Now, God deals with me in that, thank God. And most of the decisions that have happened to me in my own spiritual life, I've gone kicking and screaming into, and thanks be to God, it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. And then I have to give thanks to God for helping me say yes to where God is calling us. But who can be saved? Let's, let's go back into the gospel story and think about what would have happened if the rich young man had said, okay. If he had said, okay, I'll sell everything I own and give it to the poor, who could have been saved? Maybe somebody who was dying of starvation in that time that might have received something from the rich young man. Maybe he would have lived. Maybe somebody who was freezing to death and gotten one of his cloaks wouldn't have frozen to death. Maybe he could have changed a family's life that was doomed to extinction because they could not live with what they had. Who could be saved? The other huge point in this gospel, which most of the time we miss because we're so freaked out that the answer to how do I get eternal life is the sovereign thing I own and give to the poor, is that with us, with mortals, it's not possible. With God, everything is possible. So the question I leave you with today is, with God's help, if I let go, who can be saved?